Dissonance Media and the Other Stories presents Step into the abyss of After the Gloaming, a gothic fiction podcast that delves into the depths of human emotion. Unyielding love, revenge, internal struggles, and restless souls await you in nine haunting episodes where dread, fear, and rare glimpses of eerie happiness linger. Dare to listen on your favourite podcatcher? After the gloaming beckons, search now, but beware, innocence will be left behind. Hey folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues, your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy, Allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. These aren't the stories your mother told you. No, these are the other stories. <laughs> if you'd like to sponsor an episode of the other stories, you can do so. You can do anything. I believe in you. But you can also get in touch with us via the contact form on our website, theotherstories.net, and you can sponsor a single episode or an entire theme of the show. The choice is yours. Today's episode is Shadow Society, written by David Tremblay and narrated by Justin Fife. Silas Green considered Dr. Di Natale a friend friend or foe. Whenever he thought someone was lying, he pounced like how a cat chases something that runs. Silas closed the door to the inspection room and placed his hand on Dr. Dinatelli's chest. It was just the two of them. Silas felt Dr. Dinatelli's heart bounding. Come on, Dino, Silas said. What's really going on here? Just what I already said. It's the honest to God's truth like he hadn't heard that one before. Silas figured he must have heard every excuse and every cockamamie story twice since he had begun his career as a customs agent in the late 80s. Every year, 
Thousands of travelers passing through into New York came under his scrutiny. He'd been through several administrations, changed the patch on his uniform, held many job titles and increased his pay grade, but people were still the same. They hadn't changed one bit, and whether it was some secreted item or nefarious motive, there was always a hint, some subconscious tip-off. My people flagged the shipment because something's not right about it. I'm told the box felt like it was empty, so they x-rayed it. And sure enough, it looked empty. Who <laughs> ships an empty box? Doesn't make sense, right? Naturally, they open it up and find it isn't empty after all. And to add to the mystery, they find what look like stones with markings on them, but have no weight, like they should be made of styrofoam. But it won't break like styrofoam. Hell, they couldn't even make a scratch on the surface like it was granite. Now, Andre, the supervisor overseeing the cultural artifact cases, tells me they're stumped. And those people know their shit. Not like you, of course, but they've never seen anything like this. And they call you in. And you're like, yeah, it's nothing. Let it go through. Despite what you say, I'm seizing this stuff. Look, Dino, we've been consulting with you for years. I like you. You're a good guy. We've gone out boozing together. Remember that Christmas party and the woman I set you up with, the crime analyst from Suffolk County? Dino said nothing. The hum from the recessed lighting was drowned out at regular intervals by the roar of a jet airliner. At JFK International, for every flight that left, another arrived. Just tell me the truth, Dino. Dino folded his arms, stared at the five stones on the table, took a breath and held it. Silas stopped talking. Silas waited and watched as sweat beaded on Dino's forehead and the color drained from his face. Dino's eyes darted from side to side until he finally exhaled and stroked his beard with a shaky hand. After several minutes, Dino cleared his throat. You wouldn't believe me if I told you the truth, Dino said. Try me, Dino. Believe me, I, I've heard it all. Do you owe money? Did someone get to you? I'll do what I can to help you, but whatever it is, you have to tell me everything. Dino laughed and shook his head. Getting caught was the trauma, and the moment of truth was catharsis. Silas knew it was hard getting something bad off your chest, and had seen people react in many ways, wetting their pants, crying, or worse, trying to hurt themselves. Laughing was okay. It's... Nothing like that, and actually has nothing to do with me, per se. It's just what I know, Dino said. Everyone tried to minimize their involvement, distance themselves from it, and point the finger. Silas didn't care. He just wanted to know what the stones were. He had little doubt it was a cultural treasure pillaged from some war-torn country. Sure, that happened, but not in this case. Silas assumed the blocks were a new form of drug smuggling. Retirement was so close Silas could taste it. He knew the investigation might continue past the time he had left, but he wanted to retire knowing the fuckers didn't get a ball past the goal on his watch. What are these blocks or objects? How did you get involved? Silas said. 
start from the beginning. Do you believe in the Holy Grail? What does that have to do with anything? Silas said. Yes or no? Do you believe it exists? Do you know this is serious? I'm being serious. See, I said you wouldn't believe me. Okay, okay. No, I don't believe in the Holy Grail. Why? What's gotten into you? Do you know, you could be in a ton of trouble. I suspect you don't believe in it because you're the type of person who needs to see something to believe it. Silas sat back and looked at Dino. Silas knew he was right and had been in enough interrogations to know sometimes it turned into a tit-for-tat exchange. Yeah, Dino, right on the money. Along those same lines, I'm guessing you don't give much credence to the existence of vampires. I'm trying to help you, and you're fucking around. You know what, Dino? Fuck you. I'm turning this shit over to HSI. Good luck playing games with them. They'll crawl up your ass and turn you inside out. Put those things back in the box and send it on, Dino said. You can go now, Dr. Dinatelli, Silas said. Your services are no longer needed. I'll call the university and let the dean know as well, just so there's no confusion. Oh, and HSI? We'll be in touch. Dino remained seated. You're free to leave. Dino stared at Silas. Get the fuck out of my sight. I thought you wanted to know the truth, Dino said. You kidding me right now? You had your chance. Silas, I have a doctorate degree in cultural anthropology and archaeology. Do you understand how much time, study, commitment it requires to achieve that, let alone the costs? Before coming to the university, I was employed by the National Park Service, the Smithsonian Institute, and the Laundry Foundation. Any idea the vetting I went through to get into the Laundry Foundation? I'm sure you're aware there was a security clearance involved. Silas knew the Laundry Foundation involved a collaboration of scientific knowledge and intelligence. Lots of theories and speculation, all mostly classified. The mere mention of it tempered him, and he was curious to hear what Dino had to say. The truth of it is, Dino said, the origin of those tablets is most likely alien, and my guess is we'll never be able to identify their components. Silas had never heard or seen materials with such characteristics as being weightless and at the same time seemingly unbreakable. He had to know. If that's the case, who sent them and why were they being sent to Illinois? Maybe it's best not to know. Why? Have you ever heard about the idea humans were put on Earth by aliens? Silas said nothing, just nodded. Okay, now everyone knows about vampires, tons of books and movies about them, all fiction, right? But 
Do you have any idea of their origin? Bram Stoker, Silas said, but vampires aren't real. Okay, but what inspired him to create Dracula? I don't know, Silas said. Folklore, legends, or myths, people believe in a lot of shit. Yeah, they do, and many beliefs are based on misunderstanding or lack of knowledge, but some things are simply unexplainable. What are we talking about here, Roswell or something? No, Dino said. Some ancient texts allude to what I'm about to tell you, but very little written record exists. The stories were mostly passed on orally and evolved into myth. I'd first heard of it as a graduate student. One night at a local bar, a professor I knew drank too much and babbled on about a secret society of human-like species that had existed since before we started walking upright. I was fascinated and did research. Apparently, human-like life forms from another planet crash-landed on Earth and marooned. Since they were stuck here, cohabitated and eventually mated with us, their offspring were the first generation of a new species of half-human, half-alien beings. It's been said they were impervious to human disease, lived longer and were stronger than us. Their only weakness had something to do with blood production and periodic infusions of human blood became necessary. Sometimes that need was satisfied in brutal fashion. This was what probably gave rise to the belief in vampires, but it's all pretty civilized now. Silas leaned forward. He no longer thought Dino was in trouble. It was hard to believe what he was saying. The story was fascinating nonetheless. You actually believe this? I've always believed in it, and those tablets are the proof. What are they? All the knowledge of their civilization, Dino said. From the time they left, of course. Why didn't they just go back? Their technology couldn't be replicated on Earth, not fully. How come no one came looking? We don't know, Dino said. Silas keyed in on Dino's use of we. Did he mean he and his colleagues, or was it something else? Dino looked right at him. My colleagues and I don't know, Dino said. Silas felt as if his mind had just been x-rayed. He'd never felt that before. After hundreds of interrogations, countless moments eye-to-eye with smugglers, the best that could be done was an anticipation of what the other had in their mind. It was mostly logic and a little luck. He noticed Dino's skin was no longer pale and sweaty. His eyes were steady with slow blinks, like he was relaxed. Their civilization would obviously be much more advanced now, or possibly no longer exists, Dino said. The tablets are vital to the survival of their society. In addition to their knowledge base, they hold the navigation back to their world, and they will do anything to protect them. If they're so important, Silas said, why risk shipping them? 
to keep them safe. We're integrated with humans all over the world, in various levels of industry and government. With each promotion, Silas wore his duty firearm less and less. He was consciously aware it was back in his office, locked up in his desk. A chill went up his spine. He stood up, and before he could get to the door, Dino moved in a blur and blocked his way. And couriers are always sent along with them, Dino said, just in case someone tried to interfere with them. Dino grabbed Silas by the throat and lifted him into the air as easy as a five-pound bag of potatoes. Silas was much taller and muscular. Dino's arm was nearly straight in the air. Silas couldn't yell for help. His focus was trying to breathe. I could crush your throat like a paper cup, Dino said. But I'm not, unless I have to. If I put you down, will you stand still and listen to me? Silas made a squeaking sound and shook his head. Dino lowered him gently and kept him steady until Silas recovered and stood on his own. Dino placed a hand on Silas's chest. Now... You're the one with the pounding heart, Dino said and laughed. He patted Silas on the back. Come on, you're a friend, remember? This is what I propose. Tell your people you agree with my analysis that these are worthless novelty items and let them continue to their destination. Don't even think about trying anything. You have no idea where we are or what we're truly capable of. You'd be surprised. Do you want to know? Silas shook his head and looked at the ground, body trembling. Dino packed up the tablets and went to the door and paused with his hand on the knob. Still think vampires aren't real? After Dino left, Silas sat in a chair and felt his sweaty skin go cold. I hope you enjoyed today's episode of The Other Stories. Shadow Society was written by David Tremblay, narrated by Justin Fife, edited by Duncan Muggleton, with music by Duncan Muggleton and Tom Robson, and the episode illustration provided by Luke Spooner of Carry On House. David Tremblay is the author of Coffin Street, a short horror story, and A Shiver in the Dark, a collection of short and flash horror fiction both available on Amazon. Justin Fife is an audio producer, amateur voice actor, podcaster, and video game lover. You can follow him on Twitter at, at @JustinBFife. We're currently adding tons and tons of stuff to our web store, including The Other Stories Best of Collection Volume 1 Paperback Edition, El Marvo Issues 1 and 2 Multipacks, and we'll very shortly have winter merchandise on our store. So be sure to head over to gumroad.com forward slash hawk and cleaver, gum in the sense of chewing gum, and road like some chewing gum stuck to the road. gumroad.com forward slash hawk and cleaver. If you'd like to become a patron, you can do so over at patreon.com forward slash hawk and cleaver. You can join our book club, movie club and writing exercises over at facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash hawk and cleaver. And you can get help with your short stories and your podcasts by heading to theotherstories.net forward slash services. So, The Other Stories is a production of the story studio Hawk and Cleaver and is brought to you with a Creative Commons attribution, non-commercial, no derivatives license. That means don't change it, don't sell it 
but by all means share the hell out of it. So, until next time. Save big money and transform your home with new appliances now at Menards. We offer the lowest prices and the largest in-stock appliance selection ready to take home today. Check out top appliance brands, including KitchenAid, Maytag, Whirlpool, Amana, and Criterion. Upgrade your home and save big money on new appliances at Menards. Shop our entire selection of appliance options online today at Menards.com. Save big money at Menards. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Protect your dream home with American Family Insurance. And you can weather any storm. You'll also save up to 25% by bundling home, auto, and life. American Family Insurance. Get a quote. Find an agent at AmFam.com. Products not available in every state. Discounts may not apply to all coverages on an auto or home policy. Discounts do not apply to life insurance policies. Visit AmFam.com to learn how discounts may apply to you. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating companies, American Family Life Insurance Company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin.